Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast, Kevin AC. Back in town, Padres starting a six-game homestand, play the Rangers three over the weekend, and then the Giants for three for the final road trip of the season, close the season out, end of the month against the Diamondbacks. But, Jay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Maybe it's because it's the end of the season. But uh, Padres, Rangers, Jay Posner, tell me about the Rangers. They stink. They do. They are almost have been almost as bad as the Padres this year. Um <laughs> One thing about the Rangers, they have been in. It feels like the Padres have been in last place the entire season, but it's not true. The Padres, uh-huh. the Padres went into last place for good on April 16. The Rangers actually have them beat in that regard. They went into last Oof. place on April 9 and have not been out since. Um, dubious distinction. Very dubious. Like the Padres, the Rangers have not been over 500 this entire season. Um, one reason that would have been good to see the Rangers this week is Matt Bush, but he's out with an elbow an elbow problem, so we don't even have that. Um, Every time. I know. The Rangers and the Padres, the Rangers have been equally bad at home and on the road. That's one difference from the Padres, who have been horrendously bad at home. Um, I didn't realize it, that it was quite this bad until I, I was looking stuff up today. Padres have only won 27 games at home this year. 27, 18 below 500. Is 20, that correct? Yes, 27 and 45. Uh, they uh-huh. did win four of six on their last uh, homestand, uh, swept the Mariners, and then beat won one against the Rockies before losing the last two. Before that, they lost 17 out of 20. Um, so, of course, I had to look up. Have they ever been this bad at home before? The last time they won fewer than 35 games. They've never won fewer than 35 games at Petco, which means they're going wow. to have to, they're going to have to go 8 and 1 here in order wow. to avoid that. Um, and the last time they won fewer than 35 games at home anywhere other than the strike season was 1993, which of course is also the last time they lost 100 games. They won 34 that year. So there's the Padres probably aren't even going to get to 34 and then you have to go back to like the first three or four Padre teams um, to where they won like 31 or 30 or something, uh, something like that. So uh, we are witnessing a uh, sort of historically bad uh, home performance by the Padres this year. Uh, but let's see. They are 5-5 five and five in September, not at home, but overall. Jay, so there is Jay, that. First off, first off, you did a lot of research on bad. You know, that didn't this take morning. that long, but it just, <laughs> you know how you get into the, you start to go a little bit into that rabbit hole and then you think, well, what about this? And what about this? So, um, but I had to look up, I had to look up some Texas stuff. I'm always fascinated by a guy like Joey Gallo. Um, he has 97 hits this year and 36 are home runs. Um, and he has 192 strikeouts. So he's, he's going for the 40, he, he could get in that situation where he has like 40 home runs, barely 100 hits, and over 200 strikeouts. It's, it's kind of a, a remarkable performance. Uh, they, they just aren't very good. Most of their guys are having crummy years. Uh, they're pitching. They're using an opener tonight, which I don't think we've seen a lot of uh, so yeah, far. Yeah, that's interesting. What are they doing? Because I know that the Padres anticipated a lefty which, you know, uh, uh, affected the second base platoon. But, but what are the Rangers going to do here? And they're going to see, they're going to see a lefty. Uh, okay. Johander Mendez is going That's to That's what co- I thought was starting. He was, okay. and then they decided for some reason, I, I don't know if it's just experimenting. I mean, this is something that 
that Tampa Bay's done a lot this year and, and the, and the yeah. uh, Oakland A's have done a lot. So they're going to start this guy named Connor Sadzek, uh, who is supposed to pitch. Mm-hmm. I think what I read on one of their sites was, when I was looking him up, is the idea is that he pitches, hopefully in their mind, two innings. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, he pitches one inning. And then what their hope is that in the top of the second, they will get to the point in the lineup where they can hit for him. Um, so they're hoping that they get through the lineup one time in the first two innings. The idea then would be they could send up a pinch hitter for him in the top of the second, and then Mendez would come in in the bottom of the second and go, you know, as long as they want him to go. Um, I mean, he's kind of a young guy. He probably wouldn't go more than four or five anyway, but. So I wonder if they'll, they'll do, (laughs) this is such an interesting thing. You're going to sub in, you're going to use a pinch hitter unless you're going to do a double switch. Well, no, they'll use a pinch hitter, but at this time of year, they've probably got, you know, 27 pinch hitters. You know what I was forgetting in September, I'm going, an AL bench is not built for this. Right. You're coming in. It's part, it's part of September baseball that that it's it's got to be changed one of these days. You cannot allow teams to go to have 35 active players. It just yeah. changes the way yeah. the, the game is played. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, normally you would think that this that teams would only do this in the American League uh, right. with, okay. the, with the DH. But they're able to – they think they can do it – you know, they think they, they'll do it tonight. So I, I haven't read that they're doing it again this weekend, but certainly tonight. So they the Padres will see. So let's see what Andy Green does with, does with the lineup because, uh, as I think you mentioned, they were talking about playing Perella. Um, yeah, but that could mean he has to face a righty the first gonna, time. So right, they want Javi Guerra to be in there and be comfortable and and, and face a righty. Um, and so I guess this would throw off their plans. They can't predict anything. Uh, you know, so what? What? Well, we'll see. Very, very interesting. Not really. Again, two bad teams. There's a couple things I want to touch on. One is the bullpen, Jay. The other one, though, you brought up five and five in September, and I've seen some some chatter, and I I, I almost you know hate myself for for getting too deep into something I see on Twitter. But once you see enough of it, then you go, okay, well maybe this is a thought that people have, and that is that somehow the Padres are going to delude themselves if they have a strong September like they've done in the past. And I'm thinking. I don't remember the Padres having any illusions of, like, last year's record, any sort of strong finish, making them think they were better than they were coming into this season. I absolutely want to assure everyone that that they could win out, and the Padres will still know they stink and have (laughs) a lot of work to do and are, are not thinking, oh, because of September, they're going into next year, you know, thinking they're better than they are. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would not have expected any differently, but it is it is good <laughs> to hear that. I mean, so you're you're yeah. saying that they're not hoping to build momentum? Uh, <laughs> they're not hoping to build momentum. Here in, here in now, September? There can be individual things like Hunter Renfro going into the offseason knowing what he did this year. I wouldn't call that momentum, but that is an individual on the team who can one day help them be better having proved what he can do at the major league level. Correct. That is what Correct. this whole thing is about. Um, not that, okay, let's say Francisco Mejia hits 500 for the rest of the season. Oh my gosh, he is the catcher of the future. We have to get him in the lineup. It, it showed some things about Francisco Mejia, but you know, it doesn't mean that they think anything. As a matter of fact, I mean, I, I'm very interested about what they think about themselves, and we've talked about that. I don't want the conversation necessarily to get there. We've got lots of time for that, mm-hmm. um, but but I'm very interested into what they, how they do self-assess in terms of 
2020 having been the idea do they but they're not going to punt 2019 at the start so i am very curious what this you know last part of the season having you know some individuals showing improvement what are they going to do with their pitching staff which jay brings me to what i'd like to talk about now how about that bullpen that was pretty amazing the other night um with you know nine straight or the other day i guess it was nine straight strikeouts uh game ended on a strikeout uh, that's, you know, that's something I, I was going to say you don't see every day because you've never seen it before, um, where four, you know, four pitchers all struck four out pitchers. every batter that they had faced. Um, well, and I, I know, first of all, Andy Green to use four pitchers over nine batters with his bullpen when, when he just hasn't been able to do that this year, like when he came in to take Robert Stock out <laughs> to actually situationally put Jose Castillo in to face uh, a couple lefties, I almost fainted. <laughs> like, because he has not been able to do that with Robert Stock, where one batter, are you kidding? This is their two and three inning guy in the middle of the game. Right. That right. was um, a hint of what maybe they could be in the future when you're like, hey, cool, we're in a position to win. We've got all these guys in the bullpen that are fresh. Um, our, our starter actually gave us five innings. Wow, and that is what a what a, I think the way that Andy Green would manage um, in in a somewhat of a contending nature. And and I think I mean the future. I think the future of the game, at least the the near future mm-hmm. of the game, seems like it's going to be starting mm-hmm. pitchers go five or six innings, um, and you know they don't see the they certainly don't see the other the order four times and sometimes not even three times through, uh, and then you go to these guys that all throw 98 miles an hour, which I know is something else that, you know, you and I have talked about and, and I think you're going to address. Um, but it's one of those situations where that's the way the game is going. And it's going to be interesting to see in the off season, what the Padres do w- with the relievers. I mean, how many of these guys do they, do they keep or any of these guys packaged with anybody else? Who's, uh-huh. the, who's the closer going into spring training next year? I mean, is it, is it still Kirby Yates? Um, who you know has has certainly pitched pitched well this year, although it seems to have tailed off just a little bit, not quite as dominant as he was. So, do they see that as a sign that you know it's time to to sort of sell high on Kirby Yates and then go with the, go with these younger guys like Winginter and and uh, and, Cast- uh-huh. and Castillo? Uh, I, it's it's all part of this sort of fascinating mix to see what happens. And and you know on top of all that, as a guy like Matt Strom who I think you've mentioned will be given a chance to be a starter next year. Um, and is, yeah, I got a story coming up on him as well. And, and, and that, uh, and, fascinating him. Right. And you he's been a guy Craig that's been, quote? been very good, you know, in the role that he's been yeah. in this year. Um, yep. he's, he's performed very well. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Matt Strom guy. I'm really interested to see what Matt Strom can do, uh, as, as a starter, or if this is going to be something where, it turns out where this is this is where he should be, but I, I think it's a good idea to give him a uh, to give him a chance, um, you know, to be to be a starting pitcher. He certainly looks like oh, he, absolutely. He, he could be he could be a weapon in that role. He could be a weapon in either one, and he's uh, he's going to prepare himself to be a starter. He's got a lot of weight to gain that he didn't uh, wasn't able to gain uh, this or that he lost when you know he's coming back from the patellar uh, major uh, knee injury. And and I'm, I'm fascinated because he could be equally effective as your as a uh, you know coming in to get a couple lefties to get to go three innings, or you know what he could start. And I I think that while I do believe him that he is okay with either role, man, this guy likes to pitch. Did you see him the other night when Andy Green came out? 
Uh, no, I didn't see that. It's not the first time either. It's awesome. I mean, this guy <laughs> is one of the old school guys. Like, I'm worried he's going to hit Andy one time. And I'm kidding, but no. Uh, did you see the quote that Craig Stammen gave me? And I want to tell you the story behind it. The one where he's, he volunteered this. Yes, we were talking, and I was leading him down the road. But this was not me. This was him just saying, these guys are really good. These guys, hopefully I can just pitch the fifth inning um, when they're ready. And, like, he knows <laughs> – how good these young guys are. He'd just like to get, have a chance in a year or two to still be on this team and pitch in the fifth inning. Right. No, I think, I, I mean, guys like, I mean, I'm just looking at some of the numbers as, as you were talking, the, the guys who have, have been pitching uh, and their adjusted ERAs, and, he, and obviously ERA isn't everything for a reliever, but um, Stammen's adjusted ERA is 153. Remember, 100 is, is the average. Yates is one is one eighty eight. Strom is one eighty one. Stock is one seventy. Castillo is one fifty nine. I mean, these are all guys who have pitched very very well. All have ERAs in the in the low to mid twos. Um, you know, most of them all have more strike. I think they all probably have more strikeouts per inning pitched. Uh, Stock is just under actually of all people. He's thirty four strikeouts in thirty five and a third. But I, they've they've shown a lot. I mean, this bullpen has been has been very impressive as as the season's gone on. And when you figure that two guys who pitched well the first half of the season in hand and Simber aren't even here anymore, uh, these guys have all basically, the guys I mentioned have all pitched better than than Brad Hand and Adam Simber did when they were here. They're, they have, except in one area, Jay, and I, I can't explain it. I, I haven't gone back and looked at the circumstances. Um, is it, does it have to do with, you know, um, Brad Hand, got himself in trouble but knew how to get out the Padres at the break so in the first you know 99 games of the season that was with Brad Hand and Adam Simber had the second best rate of stranding inherited runners I forget what it was it was slightly above 20 percent okay only 20 percent of inherited runners scored second best in the majors it's almost 40% now. I think it's almost for 38%, huh. to be more, a little more precise. Fifth worst in the majors. Okay, I, I, the, take back, I take back everything I just said. They're all terrible. <laughs> but well, no, that is interesting. It's an interesting stat, right? Yeah, it, is, it is interesting. And, and a lot of times, I guess that doesn't show up in their ERAs. Right. It shows up, it, it adds to the starters' um, ERA if it's in, <laughs> in, most, uh, in most cases. Although sometimes now they're, look, a lot they're of in those for each other. Have, a lot of those have been. Now, I, I mean, again, these guys have pitched well, but let's be real here, have been in innings like where a Trey Wingenter gives up three or Robert Stock gives up a few um, when they did come in after the starter. And then they settled down or, or they're next, but it's all part of the learning uh, experience. And then, you know, th- that's just what it is. Kirby Yates' trouble has not been inherited runners. Um, it's been home run. Right, <laughs> at the right. End of games. Uh, but anyway, uh, and I've got a stat that's coming out in this story, and look, if you guys want to do the work, uh, go ahead and take the half hour I did. Um, uh, but uh, to tease this, the Padres had, I'll give you a part of the stat, in the first 99 games, the first half of the season, nine pitches of 97 miles an hour or faster. That was, were all by Miguel Diaz in right. one game. Right. I, it is almost astronomical. It is like, <laughs> it's unbelievable uh, the difference in the second half. Now, all that did was make them like all the other teams in baseball, right? <laughs> but yeah, exactly. They, had, they, were, they were a good bullpen with no velocity, and now they're a better bullpen 
with velocity. It's, 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 I think it's a, it's a neat story because of, uh, you know, what has happened with these, with these young kids. And, and you know what, because it's promising for the future. Um, how long are Stam and Yates and hand going to be around? So like you said, it'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, with the, the veteran guys, uh, going forward. And even uh, a young guy, I was just looking at this, even a young guy like Diaz, who you mentioned, he's only pitched uh-huh. thir- 13 innings this year. He has 25 strikeouts in those 13 innings. Yeah. Now he's yeah. also, allowed 14 hits and 10 runs um but mm-hmm. so when guys mm-hmm. make contact they're they're causing problems but uh not a lot of contact there and he's another guy again he's he's only 23 um right so not a rookie because he was a rule so he's not even counted among this rookie flamethrower right. you know that are coming in but he's he might be learning more than trey Wingenter or just as much as him because this guy was a rule five guy up last year um who's still very young spent the bulk of this year in double a so uh, you know what that is, uh, again, it's been the story all year, but that's the story of September that we're watching. Right. Um, okay, so well, that's... What else a, that's, you got, Jay? Because I got nothing I don't, Padres Rangers. I'm on my way to the ballpark. I don't know, Kevin. That That's one of those things where I feel like we've, we've been too positive uh, about, <laughs> about, a, about a team that's 59 and 88, so... Um, what what can we what can we find that uh, that that shows a little bit of uh, a little bit of, said it. of negativity and and honesty uh, here? <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 looking uh, I'm just looking at the at the stats and a a, a guy like what what are, what are they going to do with Manny Margot? Six seventy two OPS. His his on base percentage is below three hundred. His OPS is below six seventy five. Uh, I believe if you read between the lines, and 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 um, it's very interesting. I've become pretty good at reading Andy, Andy Green. If you read between the lines, the patience is running thin. That that's what I think. Um, immense talent. They know they kind of jerked him around this year. They know that he, you know, didn't really buy into what they were doing. Uh, you know, uh, for a while they fought each other a little bit. Uh, we've been over all that. Right. Um, but. They're, they're, and they've been trying to allow him to learn. They do are aware he's 23. I was just going to say um, the risk there is he's only 23, so it's right. it's not like he but, could but never goodness, figure it out. And he is working. I mean, I see him all the time before games. Skip Schumacher, um, uh, you know, the, the strength conditioning staff. I mean, working on his running. They, I, I believe, patience is extremely thin with his uh, inability to put some things into practice in games. So Andy's quote the other night was something along the lines of, we'll continue to watch him in September. We'll go into spring. And if uh, things aren't better, we'll, we'll have to go from there. That's about as strong as a manager mm-hmm. can talk about, look, we're getting close here. Right. Right. Now, does that mean so, now who's let's just say that things don't work out with him. Like next spring, he comes in, things still aren't clicking, maybe even starts the season in center field, but Who's next in line? Is it Cordero? It's got to be Francie Cordero. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know how much I love Travis Jankowski. You know how much I think he's a part of a winning team and a winning culture. But I do think that he is best served as your guy who, you know, maybe maybe does start ninety games a year and plays in one hundred and fifty games. I, I but that's too I many. That's too many starts. It's Travis. Come on, Jay, give this to me. Um, but 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 you know he is he is a part of a big part of your team, but he's not your starting center fielder. Um, I don't know. Now they told me many people in the organization. Franchi has proved himself to them. 
I don't know that. Like, I'm like, gosh, I saw it. I definitely saw the aptitude. Who, who in the world did not see the improvement and, and, and of course, the potential um, to say that Francie Cordero is your starting center fielder on a, you know, what you're hoping, uh, whatever, is a contending uh, better team. Um, hmm. I, I guess you got to go for it at some point, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, again, he's 23, so the same age as, uh-huh. as Manny. Um, I'm just looking, you know, 55 strikeouts and 139 at bats um, is. It was a, a lot. There was a lot early, and a lot the guy early, and he really got better. Improved. He did walk. He did. I, he did walk 14 times. So I mean, it's uh-huh. you know his his on base percentage is actually higher than than Margot's. Uh, I and would love small to sample have seen that. It again. Was a terrible small disappointment. Sample. What's that? It was a disappointment because Francie Cordero was doing things that Manny Margot was not doing. Francie Cordero, like some of the times he struck out were some of your favorite umpires, Jay. Now I'm not saying other guys don't get screwed, but like you saw Francie Cordero going, like really trying to institute the plate discipline, sort of along the same trajectory that Hunter Renfro was, and then had a chance over the whole season to become better and put it all together. I don't know if Francie would have, but he didn't get the chance because of the bone spurs and the surgery. So, I mean, definitely intriguing, but gosh, I, I know that they hope Manny Margot can pull his head out of the backside. Right, right. Um, well, All I right? mean, if, if nothing else, it seems like Margot or uh, Renfro has nailed down one uh, one outfield spot going into the. Uh, I would be really. It would have, into the spring. Look, if, if Hunter Renfro isn't here, it's because uh, you know. Uh, somebody signed uh, somebody. Somebody signed Machado and, and traded him to the Padres. I don't <laughs> right. know. Like it right. would take something huge for Hunter to be gone. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I think uh, I, I think that's enough for for one day, and we'll go <sighs> into the weekend now, and then we'll talk on Monday about the Giants, who Higantes. are just a com- a complete mess um, at uh, at this point, and. Um, I don't think – can the Padres – I haven't looked at the standings, Kevin. Can, can the Padres catch the Giants? That's not going to happen, is it? There, there was a point where I stopped looking at that because I was convinced that it couldn't happen. I mean, the Padres couldn't get that hot and the Giants couldn't get that bad. I'm pretty sure that one of those things has happened where the Giants have gotten that bad. <laughs> well, I mean, they've lost 11 in a row, but they're still nine, yeah. they're still nine ahead of the Padres. So, yeah. Uh, okay. I, th- I looked at one point and I, I said there – I remember writing it. They're, they're a virtual guarantee to finish in last place. Yeah. I mean, it would have been – yeah, so I don't think so. I think that's probably still going to be the case. To go. But it, yeah, I don't think they're going to make up nine and fifteen. But of course, the Giants. I can't believe that Giants we even can, just spent ten seconds talking about that. I, I can't either. But it, yeah, yeah, it popped into my lame brain, <laughs> and so what else are you going to got to ask about it? Yeah, so. it's not about us. It's about this team that we have to talk about I, all the time. We just we just even spent ten seconds saying, <laughs> could they finish? Fourth? Right, right. So okay, well we don't have to talk about that anymore. I will see you. Uh, I will see you tonight at the ballpark. Um, awesome. And uh, we will talk again with everyone on Monday. Thanks for joining us. All right.